What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 20 of the Steam Deck Podcast, Lipscreen Games' weekly video game podcast all about Valve's hot new handheld, the Steam Deck. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Hello, Steve. Welcome back to the last episode of the year. Indeed. What crime do you think we would be committing if we're partners in crime? Mm. What's it going to be? That's a good question. What's your role in it? I feel like my role's pretty clear. I'd be like the the hacker person who's like left behind to to like patch into CCTV or something. Yeah, yeah. I think so. uh, You'd definitely be like the guy in the chair. Yeah, you're the hacker. You know, we've got like one of those cool vans with like a mainframe in the back, all the like Minority Report screens, and you're like ticking and tacking and all that stuff. Um, I think I would be uh the like the coordinator, you know, like the like de facto leader because we believe in a flat structure, but I mean like the person who like organizes all of the people. Like I would be the guy that pulls the people of all the disparate skills together and was Brains like, of the here's the heist. Like, here's oh, what you're we're going to do. You're the, you're the Danny Ocean in this? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, because that's always been my role in every, like, organization I've ever been a part of pretty much has been, like, bringing all the weird people together and being like, okay, we all have different skills, but together we can do, we can build Voltron, you know? <laughs> does that make, if we're doing Ocean's Eleven, does that make me Don Cheadle and I have to do the terrible fake british accent that he does in that movie because well, you have the accent no you have to do the bad american yeah, accent that's what you do. oh okay i've <laughs> got to do the reverse oh my god his accent in that film is so bad anyway <laughs> totally off topic but he's, he's so bad in that film anyway we're here to talk about steam deck uh we've got a jam-packed show for you today we're going to be looking back on year one of steam deck we're going to be answering a question about what games we're looking forward to next year And, of course, it is the Steam Winter Sale. So there are big, big discounts on a couple really, really sick games. So we're going to talk about all that and more on the last episode of the year. Hey, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for year one of the Steam Deck podcast. You know, I I, obviously, I guess we haven't had a full year of the show yet, but uh, it's been really awesome to see all of the the reaction and and, uh, to see so much support for the show. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. If this is your first episode, if this is uh, the 20th one you've checked out, we really appreciate you tuning into the show and being a part of it. And uh, of course, like yeah, I said, I mean, well, we, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, well, we haven't really even had a year one of Steam Deck, right? We were meant to at no. this point. And like last year, it then got delayed because it was meant to be launching in 2021. It was meant to be that some of the first units went out in november december time and i remember you being super skeptical on our Absolutely. other podcast on the flip screen games podcast it was one of your predictions this year that they just would not hit that february deadline that they said they were like we're just pushing it back two months um and they and they obviously did and it's been like a runaway success for them ever since but i think it's interesting to look back at it from a year perspective from that delay because obviously that really set things back and i don't think it was a delay in hindsight, for hardware reasons, it feels like it was really the software that, that they were still um, ironing out a lot of the creases from. But even so, I mean, you have to imagine a lot of hardware iteration happened in that del- during that delay, considering, like, you know, we, we had that um, <clears throat> their show up at, at TGS last year, right? And, and we, saw, um, we saw the many, many iterations that the Steam Deck went through. And, and knowing <clears throat> how they've, you know, last week we talked about how they're making changes even now, right, and iterating as it's you know heading to the 
to the factories. So um, I would be surprised if there wasn't some additional hardware iteration during that time, just because of yeah. they seem like they can't stop. You know, <laughs> I mean, in that in that period, the sticks definitely changed because I remember seeing the preview units that they sent out, and they had black sticks instead of the white sticks that they've got, and then the buttons on the the like the uh, cheese slices and the the burger button. One of them was like just a square on the, some of the preview units, the, like a stop sign instead. Um, so there were some iterations that they did, whether that was ever going to make it through to actual production units or not, who who knows. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, it is interesting to, to look back. Like you said, I, I remember the announcement of the Steam Deck and uh, and how much we talked about it. And I was hugely skeptical, you know, based on um, Valve's kind of, you know their 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 track record with hardware has been spotty, right? Like obviously <clears throat> their uh, their VR headset was was a, a good piece of tech and and was um, was warmly received by that community. But uh, you know we've talked a lot about the Steam machines and the Steam controller and some of these other uh, efforts with hardware that just didn't really pan out. And yeah, I I was I was dead Link, wrong. For example, sorry. The Steam Link as well. Sure, I didn't even I think about that. Yeah. Well. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, but that, all of those things kind of came together. Steam Link lives on, but it's just a piece of software now, rather than an actual little box device that you plug into your TV. You can use it on any other PC. You can use it on your phone, uh, and it's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad that you were wrong, and I because I was really excited about it when it was announced, and you were like, "What the hell? Like, really? You're you're excited about it? you? You don't play on PC? You don't you don't do this and the other?" I know, I know. I I was, was so such surprised. A cool piece of tech. Yeah, yeah I mean, and it's it, like a tinkerer's dream for me. It's really awesome. It's it's very interesting because you know you said like it's 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 uh funny to look back in hindsight and then kind of have that thought right and like if you told me, I think that's probably. The second, like in in hindsight, the second dumbest thing I've ever said on a podcast, you know, um, or at least on this podcast, because it's like now it's like a cornerstone of our content, right? We have a show we do every week about it. It's like well, I, yeah. I I barely played my Nintendo Switch this year in comparison to my Steam Deck, you know. Um, and if you had told me that then, right, like I, I would have never believed you. You know, I would have said I would have said you were crazy, right? If you were like. Oh, I bet you're gonna get one, and we're gonna, you know, we're both gonna love it, and we're gonna start a podcast about it. I would have been like, "You're high, you're, you've lost your mind, right?" Like, and here we are, you know. Yeah, because I remember I got my pre-order in straight away, and and I I don't know why you didn't, because it was five dollars. Like, you should have just been like, "Okay, I'll get my pre-order in immediately." Yeah. And if I just comes didn't, through, then I didn't think I would want one, you know. And and like, <laughs> I, I I think I think the bigger part of it too was also like. I got was getting married that year and everything and it was like a yeah. big expense yeah. and it was like a thing that I'm like ah, I don't I don't need this right like this isn't an essential thing for me it's a toy that I'm gonna buy and I'll probably barely use it and it'll sit around and collect dust and you know um yeah like so many things do right like even when I bought it I didn't think I would I didn't think it would become a major part of my diet right I didn't think it would be one of the primary platforms I spent time on during the you know, like it was. Yeah, I, and obviously, I think that a lot of people have, have found that out. And um, you, I, I know you probably can't talk about it. But I know you've bought a second one now um, for someone else. That's correct. In your life. 
You can say you can say. I just can't because so so Pete's put a second Steam Deck for for his wife for Christmas, and I'm guessing she's opening it tomorrow. Then, if you're doing yes, gift yeah. giving, it's literally right behind me. She's actually. got no idea. No, that's exciting. Uh, there's there's a bit of a story behind it that I'll explain on the first episode in January if when you want to remind me yeah. uh, when I can. <laughs> yeah, but uh, right now there's you know it given the recording. In yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, so yeah, we could we could talk about that more, but yeah, yeah, and I, I'm excited about that. You know, I'm I'm excited to uh, and and it's funny I've evangelized it to a lot of people. Um, my my bandmate uh, M bought one because of actually they took my reservation. Uh, when when you got one and liked it, I put a reservation in then, and then I famously jumped the line by like several months because uh, um, a member of our community, uh, Mango, um, who's like a mod on the Discord and and the Twitch channel and all that stuff, uh had um a pre-order that that he wasn't going to be able to fulfill so he he heard me mention on the, yeah absolutely he, he heard me mention on the the podcast and i was like oh if anybody has one and they don't want it let me know and he hit me up like i think like a maybe a week later um and was like i have one and and it's coming through like you know in the next couple days so if you want it you know let me know um and yeah yeah and it was it was uh it was a real game changer you know yeah, oh, absolutely. I remember getting that in, and not you know, obviously it blew up our content as well. Like we would, there's no way we would have hit a thousand subscribers this year on YouTube, which I'm really proud of. If we if we hadn't started making Steam Deck content, um, but it was just really exciting to get it in my hands. It was like this new cutting edge, bleeding edge thing that you get in your hands, and it's not like a it's not like a new console. It felt like something different, and. And I had all these reservations about it, right? Like the layout, is it going to feel comfortable in my hands? Because I've got really small hands for a man. And um, it fits perfectly. That is an absolute dream. That was, I love that device. And, that's a good question. What was the thing you were most surprised by? Because that was the thing I was most surprised by. I remember pulling, yeah, me it, too. pulling it out of the box and being like, this thing is fucking huge and being like it's really heavy like how am i gonna sit and play with this and then i remember literally like booting it up and sitting there and playing with it for the first couple hours and like obviously when i first set it up there was like a little bit of like let me log in let me download but you gotta log in and then we got uh at least i i did i don't know if you did i got an early early one off the line because mine was one of the q1 first mine was too yeah i had to do a bios update yep so like the, it, it was like turn it sideways and it's gonna launch yeah, and it yeah. literally warned you it was like a weird screen's gonna pop up and it's gonna look super sketchy don't worry about it and i was like okay yeah and like <laughs> going through that whole process and, and kind of you know getting like getting settled right like but then once i finally had it set up and it was like let me play some games on this like i booted up left for dead 2 and i played a bunch of games i knew really well just to like see how they ran and um i was sitting there playing it for like two three hours and i was like damn my hands don't hurt at all like this is, this is perfect yeah, it's great it's so ergonomic whereas, whereas you know? like the switch the switch when i pick it back up i'm like wow this is so light but it's actually more uncomfortable for me to hold because i'm cramping my hands like in in this kind of configuration where i'm pulling my thumbs in and my my fingers i'm doing like a bit of a crab shape Whereas the the Steam Deck feels like I'm holding a controller. Yeah. It feels like they've taken a controller, they've extruded it apart, and then they put a screen in the middle, which is just perfect for for ergonomics. And the the, the like, I had a lot of reservations about the positioning of the D pad and the positioning of the face buttons and it all being in line. 
But they they must have put a lot of work as we that saw I also them, like at that booth at TGS. It was I, like, wow, this feels fine. I was really surprised by that because that was the thing. Like looking at it, I was like, I don't know about this. This layout's wonky. And even when I first started playing it, I was like, I don't, I don't know about this. Like I remember saying that. In the oh first, yeah, I remember you saying that on the podcast. I yeah. was like, this layout. You get used to it really quickly though. Right? I did. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just have the muscle memory for it now, right? And like now that I played on it enough, I'm like, oh, it just it feels normal, right? Like it, 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 I don't, I don't even think about it anymore. And, like, until you said that, I forgot that was even a thing that I didn't like at first, you know? Um, yeah. Because it's so far removed in my mind, you know? Um, it's just, like, now it's just, like, another configuration that I have memorized, you know? The same way that, like, you know, I can go from playing on my PlayStation to my Xbox to my Switch and, like, I don't ever think about, you know? Like, a lot of people have that trouble if they don't really play on one or the like. Um, if you yeah. only play on Nintendo, right? And then you're like, oh, like got Nintendo to Xbox is the the most annoying. Is yeah, like the yeah. A and B swaps. Um, yeah, and like Sarah, that's something that I remember. I was we were playing. Um, it takes two on the Xbox, and that was something that she was like, oh, like every once in a while, I forget, you know, and like I'll, I find myself pressing the wrong button because I'm like, yeah, he's over here. Um, but like I've <laughs> I've been inundated in them all for so long that it's like, I just you know. I just, it's like based on the colors and the whatever, right? Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm here, so it's here. I'm here, so it's here. Um, and I feel that way about the Steam Deck now. It just feels natural. Yeah, I 100% agree. And it's completely changed the way I approach and play games now. Um, I love the fact that I've got choice. It's another platform that I can go to and I can pick. And I've been prioritizing playing games on the Steam Deck over other platforms. And obviously, we've got videos on our channel about how you can stream your PlayStation and stream your Xbox to it. And that came from like me wanting it and Pete wanting it and wanted that functionality. And we like researched it and, and obviously put those videos together, which have been amazingly well received. And real quick, um, I just I think a lot of people want that, right? I absolutely a lot of people want that. And I very, very much appreciate you giving me credit there. But you said we researched. I didn't. You made the video. You did that. I did. <laughs> I was like, it would be really cool if you could do this, and you're like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> so, yeah, don't give me too have, much credit on that. One. Set it up. Have you set it up yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, <laughs> dude. Here's the thing. I just told you I have uh, a nice long stretch of time off. The end of December. I'm. I'm very. I'm gonna go through all the tutorials and set them all up. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. Get I mean, married. I'm, I'm like. It takes a lot out of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. But, like, I also, like, aside from playing games on this thing, right, I've been tinkering like crazy, you know, like yeah. building decky plugins and, like, getting into the homebrew scene. Me and you both straight out of the gate, I was like, oh, have you heard of this thing called MU Deck? You should go download it. And obviously, it's. it's That's something I've like, spent a lot of time this, with. Like, yeah, and it's, like, started from, from nothing, really, from one person wanting to build this easy-to-use um, script to install it. It's not, like, a full-on GUI application that you can install. It configures all of these emulators. It sets the ROMs in the right place. It's really, really impressive what the community has done to fill in the gaps that, that Valve has, has left. And, and the fact that they have left those gaps, the fact that you can just boot straight into a desktop is is amazing. Oh, yeah, and, I mean, just the way that, like, it so naturally supports you using emulators, like being able to like save natively and all that kind of stuff. Like it just, it just makes, I don't think there's been, yeah, no, no, there isn't. There is not a device I've ever experienced emulators on that made them feel so natural. 
you know, and it just feels like native software. And I think that's so impressive. And yeah, it, it made it where like, especially in the early days of the Steam Deck, um, most of my time was spent going and playing retro stuff because there's so yeah, many doing a stream of like Tony Hawk and stuff. Yeah, and it was it was a ton of fun. You know, I, I beat Underground uh, again and uh, I, I, I got pretty far into Underground, too, but I just don't like that one as much. Underground is like one of my favorite games ever, and it holds up very well. Um, I think I think that was like such a a cool moment for me because so often um, I think about, you know, oh, I would love to go back and play this game. I'd love to go back and play this game. But I, I don't like gaming on my PC. We know that. We've talked about that, right? Like I, I, I sit down in this space and work on my PC all day, right? So I'm down here for like today, for example. I worked a full day, so I've been here all from 9 to 5 all day, and now we're going to record this, and then we're going to record our end-of-the-year show right after it. So I'm going to have sat at this desk for, what, I don't know, 10 hours by the time we're done, um, probably mm-hmm. more. And by the end of that, I don't want to sit here and, and hang out more. I want to go upstairs and relax. And- uh, yeah, that's totally fair. And, like, I can, and I know that you're not a PC player, but for the people that are and do that, just being able to take your games on the go that you were already and playing just go on right PC, up, you know, and just like you can go sit on the couch. It's like, or like it's if a, you're it's a massive game changer, or like if you're traveling for the holidays, you're gonna go visit your folks. You're gonna whatever, right? Like you can just bring it with you and like keep playing your PC games with you, and not have to like contend with buying and or having like a gaming laptop or or whatever, right? Um, but yeah, like for me, like it, it not only does it remove that barrier of like, I don't feel like sitting and playing on the PC. Like emu deck does a really good job of auto optimizing a lot of the games. So like when I was playing Tony Hawk, right? Like it looks like a remaster, right? Cause it's running at like a higher frame rate and everything looks a little cleaner and the load times are like non-existent. And it's like, mm-hmm. it gives you so much quality of life just because you're playing it on the steam deck, you know? And and like I, I love the way that it it does like like playing like Game Boy Advance games on it or something like that. The way that it blows out the pixel art like with this like it looks beautiful, you know. And just it's such a nice experience. Like playing like Radical Red on it this year like was like such a treat. Um, and I love being able to like use those games and not have to like use save states and like things like that and just be able to like feel that some of that like nostalgia on, of, that, on native hardware. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a big part I mean, of the I experience. I do I still love save states. I do love the fact that you can configure that. Sure, like in sure. the new Emu deck, it's got like those back buttons which will save and load states. Yeah, I'm definitely when cool. I when I update Emu deck, I'm trying to like make one of these. Like I'm going to do like a comment. Like if I press both of these, it like clicks a save state and like. I both think of that's these. by default now. It, oh yeah. It sets oh up, um, okay. It adds nice. in a bunch of controller configurations that's awesome. that you can you can select from, which is really cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm massively blown away, and obviously Valve has, I would imagine, been very proud of the success that they've had. Like they won't talk about it publicly, as we spoke about with Lawrence Yang and Plagman's yeah. um, interview last week. But they have sold over a million of these, and it seems pretty clear now that we've got it from multiple sources that they've sold a million Steam decks, and that's not anything to be um, anything to be sniffed at. It's like, oh. That's actually really impressive for uh, someone who's not really built hardware at this scale before, hasn't built a console before, is only selling it directly to consumer. There's no 
retail distribution or anything like that no real like marketing aside from no it you know. really is like as you said like you evangelized it i evangelized it to you which got you to buy one we've spoken about it on this podcast like my dad's getting one for christmas because he listened to this and was just like yep he didn't think it was for him and as we kept talking and talking and talking about it it was he was just like yeah actually it sounds like a really cool device i'm i'm thinking i'm gonna get one and and i love that and the fact that I think the th- one of the things that really sold him on it was that you can get all of these games, and we'll talk about the Steam Winter Cell in a little bit, the fact that all these games are like super cheap on on PC, and on other platforms, they're still more expensive. And I don't know if we touched on it on the show, but the fact that The Last of Us Part 1 is $20 cheaper, or was £20 cheaper and $10 cheaper on PC than it is on PS5, it just it makes no sense if you've got a pc why would you not why would you opt not opt to play it on that platform wait it's 20 pounds on, cheaper? on playstation it's 50 20 pounds cheaper in the uk it's 50? 50 pounds or 70 pounds yeah weird huh interesting yeah 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 and i mean like that that has always been i think the biggest advantage of of the steam ecosystem is just like how affordable it is although I think it comes out in the wash, right? Because how many times do you buy games because they're on sale and then you like don't touch them? Like I think everybody has that story, right? Yeah, I know. But, yeah, I mean, but that's like that's that's on you, right? As a as a buyer, you don't have yeah. to buy the buy the game. But but that dopamine um, hit I'm of like seventy five percent off, baby! Like let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I I was looking at getting picking up Far Cry two, um, just to play while I'm at my parents next week. Uh, it's like it's two pounds eighty three at the moment on Steam, and I'm like two pounds for like one of good. the best games of all time. Yeah, I'd give it a go. Yeah, right. Run around that island again. Yeah, why not? But I was considering pre purchasing The Last of Us because it's fifty quid, and I don't know if they're gonna all of a sudden change the price or whatever. Um, I guess we'll we'll find out as time progresses. But it's very strange pricing on Sony's part. But yeah, it's uh, I, the you know I was I was about to say with the marketing thing, like the interesting thing is like when, I think when you get down to it, it's it's really been a grassroots thing, you know, because the only marketing efforts that they've really made, like major marketing efforts anyway, were their presence at TGS, which was big, right? They spent a lot yeah. of money there. They had a ton of kiosks. They built that giant Steam Deck in the sky. <laughs> like they created the Steam Pal and they had their little badges and things. Yeah. And like they went all they out. They reused that again. They went all out. I'm sure they yeah. spent a lot of money to to be at TGS. Um and then the game awards, right? Like they gave away oh, like hundreds of of Steam Decks. And I remember, you know, we did a whole episode where we were talking about, oh, like what's, you know, why are they doing this? Like they must have some announcement. There must be some and 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 I think it's to get Steam Deck coming out of Jeff Keeley's mouth every fifteen minutes. Well, that's like- that's for sure. But I also think I, I made this point on that episode. I think a big part of it is that if you give 170 of them away, that's 170 people who are gonna go evangelize it. And the nerd, the super, but, and all super nerd thing about it on Twitter yeah. and and facebook or wherever you know yeah but and again people are talking about it and and again right think about the the type of dork and all the love in the world when i say that like milf hunter yeah yes exactly who's like not only am i tuning in to watch the game awards live i'm gonna go through the trouble of watching it on steam.tv so that i can get a free steam deck that's a that's the kind of dork that is friends with other gamers right and it's gonna be like i got a steam deck and it whips and then you know, there are two, three, four, however many other friends that go pick one up. 
Like that's I think that's really what Valve is banking on is that the product uh, yeah, speaks I, for I itself. I also think they they absolutely um capitalized on influencers and press marketing yeah. and did a, such a good job with it. That the announcement was through IGN, right? They gave them the yeah. exclusive. IGN came down and it was like Valve's got something new to show off. They didn't know what it was. They got there and they're filming the Steam Deck and they're showing that off and they're doing like exclusive interviews with Gabe and Lawrence and Plagman. So like it was it was that was how they decided to to launch and announce it. And then when they were getting ready and prepped to um to to like ship them. They sent them out to a bunch of people on YouTube who, like uh, like the Forks, for example, who um, who was who specialized in these like handheld PCs from like GPD or Ioneo, and gave them the Steam Deck to compare. And it really was it was it was really cool to see what was capable that what this device was capable of. And I think it got a lot of people really excited for getting it in their hands. Definitely, you know, and and it's been interesting to see like you know they're expanding. Uh, to other countries, right? Like making a making a real play in like places like Japan, where PC gaming we talked about last week has been on the rise the last couple of years. After you know, kind of historically not really being a major segment of the audience. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think they're making a lot of a lot of moves, and you know, they expanded their shipping goals and were shipped more than they thought they were going to be able to. And now you can just get one. Like those are all things that they weren't sure were going to happen, and they made them happen. You know, and. On top of that, right, we, we got the docking station out. We already have a version two, you know, of, of what the Steam Deck's going to be in development, right? Like, they have plans for, you know, new I accessories. It, I think it's in their, in their brain. I don't know how far down the line they are. I, I kind of feel like we won't get another Steam Deck until AMD has another chip ready for them, which yeah. I, I would imagine is 2024 at the earliest that we'll see a revision for the for the Steam Deck. I think that probably um, sounds so I right. wouldn't. I wouldn't feel worried if you're like, oh, they're talking about Steam Deck 2 in that interview we spoke about. I had it so obviously um Matthew Murphy from the community was talking about it and it was just like I don't I personally don't feel that you should feel any way of, of like, oh, I should delay buying one if you're really excited about getting a Steam Deck. I think I think a version two is a is a way, way off and it sounds like they're not gonna be utilizing that for extra power anyway, if they do do a revision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like I, I think if you were to get one now, it's pretty future proofed for a couple years. Yeah, yeah. I would say at uh, the very least, and we spoke about the possibility of maybe they do upgrade kits in the future sure. as well, which I think would be cool. Um, I was, uh, you know, I'm still a bit disappointed with the docking station, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I feel like it's not. I don't know. I think it's fine for what it is, but I feel like it's not necessarily lived up to the promise of what it can be. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when they said it was going to support um, MST and FreeSync, and neither of those things are here yet. And the update is apparently still forthcoming. Um, but this was one of those things again that was delayed because of software. Yeah. In my mind, you know, the software was not ready. We obviously we were using a dongle from launch, and was a rough experience back in March. I can tell you that, that was, was awful. Not, yeah, and and that's the great. thing is, I think as much as I am. I think I would agree that I am disappointed by the docking station. I also don't think I think it's it's already that experience has come a long way. Like I've been playing oh, yeah, uh, I've been playing Persona 5 um for our game club which you should go check out. Um I've been playing Royal 
mostly in handheld, but a couple times I have actually connected it to the docking station so that I can kind of emulate the experience of playing it on PS4. And um and uh it's not the the resolution's not quite as high, but uh the frame rate is higher and it is a great experience and like that's something that you can wasn't... change the resolution i think you probably could get it up to 1080p which i think is what it output on the ps4 yeah which anyway. would be fine if i can get it up to that i I've, I've i've topped it out at i think i think i've been playing it at 720 um yeah most likely yeah. that's like that's the, the native, native resolution option. if it's 16 yeah. by 9 yeah yeah because uh, in 800 it it's you know you got the bars and it's, it's uh, 16 by 10 yeah 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 and that's one of the what's one of the problems i think they're gonna solve you know i think that's one of the strengths of the steam deck is the software and ha- and the pace at which they put updates out when you compare it to where i come from right i'm a console gamer when i compare it to say sony's output where they run seemingly run at a glacial pace and um it took them like three months to get the ssd activated and working and then it took them a year to add folder support yeah right it's just like (laughs) like which was a thing we had what's going on waited years for on ps4 and then they launch ps5 and it's gone and then it comes back and it's like and and i mean like please like think about like the fact that people have been asking since they launched the ps5 to just change the way that the controller works so that when you hold the playstation button it brings up the option for you to like put it in rest mode not that like back to what it was before everyone wants that right like that's the thing that i say everyone i don't mean that sure i'm sure some people are fine with it but many many folks complain about that and it's a thing that people want and if it was the steam deck i bet you it would have happened like a month after people brought it up you know? yeah yeah absolutely why because why wouldn't it It makes sense it's literally just a toggle you can chuck in the settings and yeah. why would you not add that you know they've added a toggle in for nintendo based layout if you prefer a on the right and B at the bottom. You can, can you can swap around the buttons. Like yeah, the buttons are still labeled like an Xbox, but in your brain, if your brain is configured that I always play on Nintendo and I'm playing on Nintendo here, and I want these buttons to be A B X Y in a different configuration, you can do that. And there's been all number of things that they've added in over over the the like eight months that this this device has been out now. It's it's amazing. It really is really is amazing how far it's it's come on from when we first got this device. Uh, things feel snappier. They've started moving this UI out of the Steam Deck and into other places. You can even see in your Tesla, for example, that we spoke about in the last episode. It's it's great. It's really really great. Yeah, absolutely. It's been uh, it's been it's been really cool. Yeah, it's it's been a fun thing to be a part of. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm. I, I know you've got here that uh, that ten percent of the Steam uh, library is verified, right? I gotta wonder how useful that verified badge is at this point, because there are still games. So many I games run really well. Yeah, I know are verified, uh, or and they don't work, or they're not verified and they run perfectly. The community with the there's a decky plugin which will replace those badges with badges from Proton DB, far superior, far more useful, and I don't really know how how Steam and Valve can improve it, other than letting the community contribute to it at this point because it feels yeah. like having it tested internally and being out and testing all of these games yourself just isn't going to work when you've got a million people now with one of these devices that you can say, 
Let us know if the game works. Let us know yeah. what you had to do to get the game working. If it didn't work and you did tweak and you did manage to get it working. Or let us know if it doesn't work and we'll have a look and we'll add it to the queue to see if we can get it working. I think that's something for 2023 that I'd like to see them work on is, is improve that verified program because there's there's some as well that they're marked as yellow because of something really minor like the font's a bit small or um, you know the keyboard doesn't automatically come up so you have to use the shortcut. And it's like I think that puts people off when you, they see that yellow yeah. badge and it's not Steam, verif- Steam Deck verified, they're just like, well, I'm not going to buy it then. That's why I, I, I don't like either that, like when you go to the store on Steam Deck, it auto takes you to the great on deck page. And it's like, well, do, do like, is it though? Like, cause I always feel like before I buy a game on Steam Deck, I go and Google and I'm like, what is the performance like? And I read people's accounts and I try to, you know what I mean? And I'd, I'd rather have a community. And even if they kept the regular Steam, you know, rating, I want them to give me something akin to like the user reviews on on Steam that are just specific to people. That would who be are great. Yeah, deck. like uh, the, uh, it's like Pro, what Proton DB has. Like mm-hmm. you can go and if, and it makes you log in initially on on Proton DB. You have to log in on it on your Steam Deck to verify that you have a Steam Deck. And then once you've done that, you can leave reviews and say, "Oh, it worked fine on my Steam Deck," or "I had to do X, Y, and Z." And the community's done a great job at that. I think you can just do that, add it to the review section, like you said, yeah. and just have a checkbox, like, ran perfectly on Steam Deck, and, mm-hmm. and you can have that. It's verified by a user. Valve knows that this person bought a Steam Deck, has been playing on the Steam Deck, because obviously they bought it directly from Valve. And I feel like that would solve a lot of the problems. And and then eventually they can... I mean, maybe they have, like, an officially verified badge or, like, verified by the community or show how many reports they've had that kind of thing yeah Maybe like 10 people reported that this game didn't work versus 100 people reported that it worked agreed yeah i think I, there's so many other things that they have greatly improved the experience by opening it up to having some kind of community feedback you know like the we talk all the time about how much the controller uh mapping like is is a huge game changer so i yeah I think I think doing something similar where like, you know, be like, oh, it's unverified by Valve, but the community says it works, right? Would be like, okay, cool. Like that would give people confidence, right? And if you could have a discrepancy where it's like, ah, oh, it says it's Team Deck verified, but then it's like a red dot where it's like the community's all like, no, it's no good. Like that would communicate to Valve, oh, there's a problem with this game and we need to fix it. And yeah, know, like-, like The Witcher Three is a great example, right? With Steam Deck verified. They released the next gen update. We had a Proton update, and we had to have a hot fix to fix The Witcher Three because it got broken in the process. And that's not, you know, that's not the developers' fault. They were they were making the next gen update. They they built to the latest version of DirectX. That was something that Valve did need to fix on the on the Proton level, and that does need to be communicated to people. And maybe there needs to be also a process of being able to roll back updates if possible and like go back to the previous version that was working because we had the similar issue with Jedi Fallen Order and a bunch of EA games that stopped working because they switched over to a new EA app, which has only just been fixed on the stable build of SteamOS 3.4, which released this week. Um, prior to that, the only way you could play those games would be going over to the beta branch, which is not a great experience at all. And that, that again, was that was actually the fault of EA, and they should have really tested it, especially knowing that this was probably going to break for a lot of people. 
I think developers need to be a bit more conscious now, especially as this becomes probably the single largest like gaming PC, right? In terms of single, it's a unified platform, right? Yeah. There are there are obviously millions of of PC gamers, but they've all got something different. You're pairing a different GPU with some different RAM and some different CPU and a different motherboard and cooler, and like the whole configuration's different. Versus there are over a million of these in the wild, and they're all identical. They're all exactly the same, and they all have the same power profile, and they're all running the same software. I think as as it grows and expands, I think developers will will become more mindful and will make sure that it works on this before they even release an update. I agree. So there was one other thing I wanted to touch on here. Um, you know, because we... Obviously, we also have a Nintendo podcast, right? We're 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 big fans of the Switch. We we you know we uh, we met because of doing Nintendo Switch coverage, right? So it's it's obviously something that uh, we've been following since launch, and you know we're we're big fans of the platform. I think I don't know if I think this. It's something I've been thinking about lately, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts. I mm-hmm. think a big advantage the Steam Deck has had has been that. As it's come into its own, I think the general, um, the hype around Nintendo Switch, I think, is waning, right? Like, it's it's obviously still selling very well. It's obviously, obviously still a successful platform. You know, uh, Valve crossed a million Steam Decks sold this year, while Nintendo sold about a million Switches in the last week, right? So... That's it, it. They're obviously apples and, and and oranges, and I and I don't think we need to. Um, it's not about comparing them, right? But I think for yeah, but it is a natural comparison to make, and it's one that a lot of people do make, right? A lot of yes. people have a Nintendo Switch, and they want to know what the Steam Deck gives them over the Nintendo Switch. And I know, and I know your question, right? It's like when we get a new one, the, are people going to care about the Steam Deck anymore? Yeah, and and I I wonder I wonder. You know, and I think, I think largely they're different audiences, right? Like, I, I think that there are literally millions of people that will buy a Switch or a Switch successor that would never, ever pick up a Steam Deck, would never hear of a Steam Deck, whatever. Or at least theoretically, right? But I think for, like, the hardcore community, right, for for journalists and commentators and and the people that are really like inundated in games i think a lot of us who own steam decks had a similar experience this year where they're like i really didn't play the switch and i played my steam deck instead right or you know i maybe i played one or two big releases on switch but really like the steam deck was where my attention was what happens when nintendo shows off their next bit of hardware which like we know is imminent right like i think it's probably safe to say that we'll see it next year right like we know tears of the kingdom is coming out and most zelda games right are the last game on the last piece of hardware and the first game on the new piece of hardware that's been the case for the last several generations does that mean it'll happen here no but it could and the idea that we'll get that we'll literally own a switch successor next year i think is becoming more and more likely and i think for those of us that already own a steam deck right there's going to be use cases where even if you know we'll call it the switch 2 right even if the switch 2 was you know 
better in every single way, right? Like, even if it is... Which it, which it will be, right? It's going to have an OLED screen. It's going to have better battery. It's going to be more powerful. It's going to support different games. They're probably going to have some big ports lined up from other developers, I would imagine, that yeah. they're going to show and, off. And in the same way that they showed off Skyrim at the launch of the right. Nintendo Switch, they're going to want to show off maybe like Cyberpunk and have that shown off on the on this, the new Switch. But I think when it comes to, like I said, for the Steam Deck, it's still going to have the advantage of having the Steam ecosystem and being able to buy indie games that are new and hot as soon as they come out, not a year later, not two years later. And being able to get things on sale at a really, really good price. And, you know, yeah. being able to play um, AAA games that are never going to come to a Nintendo platform, right? Well, I don't know that they will never come to a Nintendo platform if the platform can, if the platform can support. I actually think where we're going to land with the new Nintendo Switch is a hardware that is approximately in performance to the original Xbox One. The, the like big VCR that it can support a 900p output and then use DLSS to upscale it so it looks nice and on 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 your on your screen because obviously it uses a Tegra chip but there is still port work that needs to be done people still need to bring it over to Nintendo's platform and, that's and there is big. a lot of stuff that needs to be done Valve's doing a lot of that work for developers anyway and I actually think the biggest selling point for me on the Steam Deck is the fact that it's an open platform. We are never, ever, ever in a million years ever going to see Nintendo letting you just install Dolphin and play your old GameCube games right, right. on your Nintendo Switch. And but you can do that on your Steam Deck. Yeah, and, and the other thing, right, is like, I think even like what I was getting at was saying like things that will never come to Switch is like not even necessarily because it couldn't, right? Like even if the hardware is analogous, there's lots of games that just won't come to Nintendo platforms, right? Like there, there are plenty of games that are on PC that are not on Switch, right? And like, there's a plenty of games on PC that are not on console. You know, right. Vampire Survivors came to console in no in November, and it had been on PC in early access since last November. It took a year for them to right. to bring it over to another platform. I was playing it for months before it was exactly. even announced that it was coming to Xbox. And I think those things, those differentiators aren't going anywhere, right? Like, I think for us, for, for the, the community that already is is in on Steam Deck, um, the, a new, you know, yeah, like, will we maybe divide our time more between handheld? Sure, that might happen. But it's not going to... It depends what games are coming out, right? Because right. this year, for me, Nintendo was a dud because I don't play Xenoblade and I don't play Pokemon. So I really was only there for Kirby and Splatoon. And as we spoke about on Nintendo, no, Splatoon really didn't hit for me. So I had one game from Nintendo that I really cared about. You didn't finish it. And, and I didn't finish it because I was busy playing other games like Elden Ring. And I was playing stuff on my Steam Deck. I was addicted to Vampire Survivors. And I can't foresee that changing. It's going to be depend on what output they've got. In the same way that this year I played on my PS5, next year... Seems like there's probably not going to be a lot there for me because I'm not. I'm probably not going to pick up the the next Spider Man at launch unless I finish the the other two that I've still got to get through, right? And also God of War, right? So it's like there's. It really it really depends on on where I want to play. There's also the fact that if you're a PC gamer and there are a lot of them now, you're probably you're probably only buying Nintendo system for the exclusives. And you're probably only buying the other consoles for the exclusives as well. Xbox, you're probably not even picking up in the, in the first place because those exclusives are coming to PC. 
And it seems like Sony is making the window shorter and shorter and shorter for it to bring its exclusives to PC. You know, we've got The Last of Us Part 1 that's already announced to be coming out in March. You know, that's like a seven, eight-month window from from launch to release. Yeah, you're inferring a lot from that, though. I don't think that that's... Like, there are several well, other games right? that are out say, that aren't say, on like, that timeline. Spider-Man, Returnal, Miles Morales, you know, if you, eventually these games will come to PC. Yes. If you're the kind of player that doesn't really care about, I need to play at launch, and I think a lot of PC players are like that, um, then you don't care. And you mm-hmm. can play it how you want and where you want with, with the Steam Deck. Yeah, agree. Whether that is either playing it natively on the device... Or if you're streaming from your PC that's running it in 4K and you're using either Steam Link or Moonlight and you're streaming it over. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think you're right about that. I guess I guess I wonder if it is the thing where, like, there are, a, are there people that will be less likely to take the plunge on the Steam Deck now if there's this shiny new thing from Nintendo, you know, that's more Quite possibly. Accessible. I think it depends what, what they're buying it for. I don't think yeah. people... I, don't, I, don't, I think the Venn diagram of crossover is very small. The people that are really hyped about a new Nintendo console and really hyped about the Steam Deck. Uh, may, you know, and Valve may lose out to some people who were interested in something and wanted to play bigger games that may now come to the, the Switch too. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be that, that big, of, big of a deal, and I don't think it's going to, going to um, eat into to Valve sales all that much. Yeah, I think, I think you're probably right. I think it's also like they're not, they don't really care that much Right, like the number of Steam Decks sold is less important than, like, getting people in the ecosystem and spending more money. Well, I'm building out a platform, right? Yeah, they want to build out Steam OS and have that as as a platform that they can then allow other other PC makers to install on their devices, and right. then you're really locked into the Steam ecosystem. Yeah, right, exactly. So yeah, it's been it's been a heck of a year. It's been a heck of a year with the Steam Deck. Uh, it's it's definitely um, had a, a big impact on our lives, not only as players but as content creators. Obviously, it's it's been huge. So, um, yeah, I, I I really I have a lot of I have a real soft spot for the Steam Deck now. You know, like it's it's yeah, me it's, too. It's uh, it's like a big part of uh, of what we do, and uh, I I am I'm I'm glad to be in the ecosystem, and I, I really enjoy my time with it. Well, it's also um, enabled me to play a bunch more games that I would have never have touched. Like, I just wouldn't have played PC games this year. Yeah. Think about Stacklands, for example. I wouldn't have played that. I wouldn't have picked that up. One of my favorite games this year. Same deal with Case of the Golden Idol. Wouldn't have played that. I think One of my favorite games. For me, it was a thing, too, where there are types of games that I played. Like, Multiverses was an example. That was a game I was really into. And, I, like, most of my time with it was on Steam Deck. Right. Originally, I was playing it on Xbox and then I gravitated towards playing it on Steam Deck because it was just such a great experience. And, you know, I'd I'd like play it on the TV. And then when I wanted to head up for the for bed, I'd take the Steam Deck and I'd keep playing. And, you know, it having like cross progression made it super easy for me to just jump in, jump out and, you know, um, just spend my time where I wanted to spend my time. And I I've really appreciate it for that, you know, and several of my games of the year, I only played on Steam Deck. Yes, me too which is pretty cool. So we got some more to talk about here, but let me remind you that this episode of the Steam Deck Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of December. For the very last time, they are Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Mary Mary, Wakula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support this year of the Steam Deck Podcast and all of our sister shows. 
Y'all are the realest of the real, and we greatly, greatly appreciate you. Let's jump into the question block, Steve. This one comes from Daniel8157 on the Discord, who said, what 2023 games are you looking forward to on the Steam Deck? This is an interesting so, one for I, me. I had to think I had to think hard about it, because there's a lot of games that, that didn't come out in 2023 that I want to play on the Steam Deck. But there are also a lot of games that I'm excited about to play on the Steam Deck, which will be coming to the Steam Deck, if that makes sense. Like, The Last of Us Part 1, for example, it's a 2022 game that is coming to PC next right. year, so it's not technically a 2023 game, but I'm still really excited to play that on the Steam Deck. I'm, I've been itching to replay The Last of Us, and uh, I just can't be bothered to play it on, on my TV. I've played that game before. I know the story. I want to play it in comfort in my bed. Um, so there's The Last of Us. Uh, and Ooblets, I'm pretty sure, is going to get a release um, on Steam for the first time. It's been exclusive for the Epic Game Store, but it does have a Steam page now. So I think we're going to get a, a Steam release of Ooblets. Um, so I'm excited about that. And then there's a few other ones that are confirmed that I'm really excited about. Hades 2, obviously, that just got announced. I'm really excited to pick that one up in early access. Um, 10 Dates, which is the follow-up to one of my favorite FMV games of last year, which was Five Dates. Love it. I will be streaming 10 Dates. It's one of, Five Dates was one of my favorite games last year, um, of last year, and I played it for the first time this year on Steam Deck. It was really, really good fun. Um, and then Fears to Fathom, uh, Carson, is coming out, which is, uh, uh, they're like really cool. They're built by one person, the little horror stories that the guy gets suggested on Reddit, and then he builds them into video games. They're like true stories that actually happen to people. Okay. They're really, really fun. And he builds them into into uh, into little games. Um, Baldur's Gate three that's coming out into one point next year. That's really on my list. About that one. Um, and then Hitman three is getting an update, a freelancer, the the freelancer update, which is going to add a bunch of content and just like ongoing end game stuff that I'm really excited to dip back into. Again, not a 2023 game, but an update coming in 2023 that I'm really excited about. So that was that was my list. Yeah, so I mean, I, I definitely am with you there on Baldur's Gate. That's one I'm I'm looking forward to quite a bit. Um, this was interesting for me because I think when it comes down to games I'm looking forward to on Steam Deck, I don't think of it as a platform I look forward to releases on in that way. It's more like I'm looking forward to a new game, and then when it comes out, I determine where I'm going to play it based on where it performs the best or where the experience most meets what I want out of it, right? Like, for example, The Last of Us is something I don't think I would play on, on Steam Deck. And not never, right? But, like, I've only played The Last of Us once. If I am going to play it again, I want to play it. Yeah, remember I played it for the first time uh, for our content. You're muted. I think I've played it twice. Yeah. Maybe three times. And this will be either my third or my fourth playthrough. That sounds right. Um, So I'm just like, okay, I can just play this and i feel like if i'm gonna play a game that's like oh it's a remaster like i want to play it on ps5 and i want to get all the bells and whistles and i want to have like you know a, a holistically like next gen type experience with it not you know um play a compromised version in handheld right but whereas like something i was excited to play on steam deck was i wanted to play marvel midnight suns on steam deck but apparently its performance is not really great on pc it's not very good on, on they fix that 
I, I've heard that they have patched it, but I, I've still seen, I was looking at user reviews like the other day and a lot of people are still mixed on it. So I'm like, oh, I'll probably get that on Xbox and just like set up the streaming and stream it to my deck if I want to play in handheld or whatever. So like, you know, it, it, it. Yeah, I think that would be one I would want to own on Steam. It's it's now switched over to a mostly positive, and it looks like they've uh, okay. They fixed a lot of the, the that's issues, good. So it might be worth uh, worth checking that out. I'm trying to play that on break, so maybe that'll be the move. Um, but the the one game that I I looked at because there's a couple like there's that new Digimon World they just announced that's coming out in February. That's going to be on Switch and and PC. I'll probably get it on Steam Deck if I pick it up. Um, but the number one game for me is Diablo four actually, cause you know, we've seen what we've seen of Diablo four has been extremely attractive to me and I know you're going to play it. I know we want to play it together and yeah. we want to do content about it and everything. I, I think... definitely will not be playing that on, on steam. What? Really? Yeah, yeah, I'll be playing that on Xbox. Why? I play it with my brother and he doesn't have a steam deck. And it's not cross-platform? As far as I'm aware, it's not cross-platform. Man, then I, I'm getting uh, it on Xbox too. then. Cool. You ruined my only answer. I have to get it where you get it so we can play <laughs> it. I also don't know if it is confirmed to be coming to Steam Deck. Um, it's coming to PC, PC release will I'm be sure through, The PC release will be through Battle.net, and I don't know how <gasps> oh, well that's going to play. Damn, you're with, right. Uh, Steam. Oh, I didn't think about that. I'm over here like, yeah, it's a it's a PC game, of course it'll work. See, this is my problem. Yeah, it's a PC game, but it's coming through Battle.net. So whether that will work or not, fine. Uh, remains okay. Shut my cornflakes. They got I get Overwatch it. Two working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's where yeah, it's that a real works. shame. So maybe I do. I do wish it would come to to Steam. Same as Diablo Two um, uh, remake. It was amazing game. Um, did you ever play, play Diablo 2? Actually, I don't think Diablo 2 is the one for you. No, I never played it. I had Diablo 4 looked a lot more like Diablo 2 than Diablo 3, though. I didn't like so Diablo 3, but play 4 one, seems really appealing. Like, what I've play. seen about 4 really seems like it's my jam. So I'm I'm excited to play that one with you. Yeah, that's fair. Diablo 2 is is always got a sweet spot in my heart. I know that story out of the back of my hand is great. Yeah, I know that's, that's one of the all-time greats for you. So uh, the other thing we wanted to just quickly touch on um, was the SteamOS 3.4 release. Uh, there's not really anything here worth talking about because we've talked about these updates as they've come to beta. But the one thing that we did just kind of want to um, just give everybody a bit of a PSA on was uh, an impact that's actually going to take effect for the 3.5 update. So Steve, why don't you explain? There was an issue with Deck. Yeah, so they um, they released uh, 3.4 on um, onto stable. It's been in beta for a while, but they did make one change that was a breaking change that um, no one knew about, which was they changed the path to the SD card mount, which is where the SD card is on the file system. So for anyone that was was had software that was looking at your SD card. Say, for example, you set EmuDeck up to put all your ROMs on uh, the SD card rather than on the internal storage, which I know a lot of people do. Uh, it broke. It just completely broke. It would not uh, find the ROMs anymore, and you would need to manually map it. So they rolled that back um, in 3.4.1, and they're going to defer that uh, until the 3.5 release in the new year to give the EmuDeck team a, a bit of a chance to, to patch it and obviously any other software that's using it as well. 
My um, plugin tunnel deck was also broken, so I need to go and see if that's now been resolved in the 3.4.3 patch that's been done. Um, so there is going to still be some work that needs to be be done um, by people. It's just it's been kind of kicked down the, uh, the can, so to speak. Yeah, so we just wanted to give everybody uh, an update there just so, you know, um, you know, if, if you are an ME deck user, like we know many of you are, um, that you can you can have the time to go and, and get that, you know, um, all updated and everything before 3.5 goes live. So, yeah, now you know. All right, so before we get out of here for the year, right now is the Steam Winter Sale. There are a bunch of really good games that run well on Steam Deck on sale. Um, I wanted to highlight a couple of them. I don't know if you had any that you were excited about, Steve, but a um, couple really deep no, discounts. Most of them are like most of them are the same as the autumn sale, which I feel like was yesterday. Like I feel it like was this, very we've recently. blown through like a few months, like like it was just gone, and like I don't know where the weeks have gone, and now we're into winter. There are a couple. There are a couple key differences. Um, there are a couple games, like, I don't believe Uncharted Legacy of Thieves was out yet, or if it was, it was brand new, and it's it's already on sale for it 30, was, yeah, it was. $34, which is a great deal. Um, yeah. For, like, a ba- basically a new game. Three games? Or two games? Two. Yeah, it's Uncharted 4 and then Lost Legacy. Yeah, it's good. Great. Yeah. Great deal. Kidding me? For 34 bucks? Good games, too. Great games. I might pick that one up, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, God of War? 30 bucks. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that you'll take the opportunity to snap that one up. 30 bucks. See, I can't decide if I'm going to play it there or if I just buy PlayStation Plus and play it there. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be better on PS5, but I also know you and I think you're more likely to finish it. You've got the option with PS5, though, right? You can do the chalk. And I can play it if I want to. So maybe just do that. I probably would end up doing that, yeah. But just get it. Either way, get into it. Um, but we got a couple other ones. Elden Ring, Game of the Year, of course, $41. Not a deep discount, but a pretty good one. That's a good discount. That is a good discount on that game, and it's a really good game. Um, I'd be considering um, starting that again, because I'm insane, uh, even though I've, no, I've not finished it. You're I the, just fucked up, my, I fucked up my configuration big time at the beginning. I picked the guy that looked the hottest, and I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I should have redone my research like Pete did and watched videos. Instead of just going, he looks cute. I like his little bandit mask. I'm going to go with him. And then I played a totally different game because I'd never played a Souls game and I needed to pick like a magic and <laughs> fucking, you know, fate or whatever. It's faith. Oh my God. Please don't. Please don't start it over. Just finish it. <laughs> yeah, I need to just finish it. I can't lose you to that game again, Steve. You need to play other things for content. Please. <laughs> But uh, you know, speaking of of Souls games, Sekiro, uh, also a game of the year winner, thirty bucks. Um, Spider Man is forty four uh, ninety nine. Miles Morales is down to thirty seven forty nine. I think that's the cheapest it's been so far, which is pretty good. Uh, FF Seven Remake, which we talked about last week for being notably one of the few games that's seventy bucks on Steam. Seventy dollars. Uh, it's on sale. It's thirty nine. Uh, it's about thirty nine eighty nine. It's like forty bucks. Pretty good. Is Crisis Core on sale as well? It isn't. No, that one's full. No, price. I looked at yeah. that. Uh, but something that is on sale, which we just talked about too, Witcher Three. After we just had that big, you know, that big update, uh, only eight bucks. Great deal. Four ninety nine in the UK. That's mental. Or for the complete edition, it's six ninety nine. 
I think that's what I was looking at was the complete edition is eight bucks. I think in the US. Six ninety nine for like it. Which is I sick. know it came out six years ago, but that's just madness to me. Well, and they just updated it, so it's like it has all these new features. And like it, it's like that's, yeah. that's pretty good. That's good. Um, we got uh, Hades twelve fifty, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Days Gone are both sixteen fifty. Doom Eternal ten bucks. Persona Five Royal forty one ninety nine. Um, Vampire Survivors four dollars. You can get a buck off. Stardew Valley nine bucks. The DLC and the DLC for that's great. Love the DLC for that. I haven't even. Uh, I gotta get through the main game before I do that. But I'm still still playing it, having a lot of fun. <laughs> all of the Age of Empire games are on sale. You can buy all of them, including Mythology for forty seven eighty three. <gasps> I already own Age of Mythology though, so it's fine. Don't worry. Yeah, I know, but you don't own the good games, which is Age of Empires. So. Get out of here. You're get to a, it, Pete. You're a monster. <laughs> the good games. Look, you can like yours better. You don't have to talk about mine like that. Come on. Yeah, the, all the Far Cry games on sale, all the Halo games on sale, all the Need for Speed games on sale, Assassin's Creed. There's like so much. Get them for there. a nickel. Like so yeah. much. You'll find something for sure. I Like I said earlier in the show, I'm thinking of picking up Far Cry 2. Um, uh, I think it's two pounds eighty three, something crazy. Dude, I hate I hate myself for how much I want to buy The Witcher three for eight dollars. Are you are you actually joking me? How many times have you tried to play that game? So many. I just don't life? like it, and I want to so bad. Yeah, I know. I really want you to like Elden Ring too, but you don't, and that's okay. Not every game is for you. How many Pokemon games have I bought over the year? And I'm over no, the years, I'm just like, I just hate yeah, it. I do not like this. I hate it because it's like I because like there's so much about The Witcher that does speak to me, right? Where it's like I'm like, oh, okay, like I like the world, like I like you know, like I like the how like the Cavill. yeah, but I don't know, dude. Yeah, it's just it's just not for me. It's not for me, but I want it to be. And I'm like, maybe this time it'll work for me if I spend eight more dollars on it. Like an idiot. Yeah, maybe. Probably not, though. Probably not. Better better thing, though, you can get Resident Evil 2 for 10 bucks. Great deal. The remake? Yeah. Well, wow, that's a good deal. Castle Crashers, also, one of the best games ever made. Three dollars. Five dates. Three pounds, 73. 62% off, please. If you like FMV games... I implore you to play Five Dates. It's very, very good. It's my favorite FMV game. Celeste, $5. One of the best platformers in the last 10 years. Hotline Miami, $2. Like, Dishonored, one of my favorite games of all time, $2.50. I'm buying that. Are you kidding me? $2.50? Red Dead 2 is on sale again as well. 67% off, down to £18. Cheapest it's ever been, I think. Yeah, I think it is. Pretty good. So I'm saying there's a lot, there's gold on here, man. There's gold on here. So you gotta get out there. Oh, dude, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, twenty bucks. Come on. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Let, let us know in the comments if you what you pick up in the winter sale. Because when I come back in January, I want I want like ideas to like quickly snap up before the sale ends on the fifth. Yeah, it'll be really really quick. So make sure you write in with your thoughts. But yeah, uh, that, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on the last episode of the Steam Deck Podcast for the year. And again, thank you all for an incredible year one. And thank you for becoming uh, subscribers, uh, supporters, all, like all of you guys. You've, you've really, uh, the, the welcome for this show and the Steam Deck content has been uh, through the roof. And it's been really cool that as the channel has grown, 
the number of mean people has not grown. So I'm really, really appreciative of that too. So thank you for all, all of you new people. Yeah, we've had we've had a couple of well actuallys, but you know, I uh, I appreciate I repeat I appreciate any uh, any kind of constructive comment. Yeah, like I'll I'll take a well actually person over somebody who like tells us to like die, right? So like I, I'm I'm pretty happy. Our on base yeah, percentage of don't do that. nice people is very high. <laughs> Uh, so yeah thank you thank you guys again for all the support it's really been a wonderful year and we are so excited for what we've got cooking for 2023 and beyond um so yeah thanks for being a part of it we really appreciate you and i hope uh you know whatever whatever you're celebrating i hope you have a happy holiday and uh i hope you get to spend it with some people that you love yeah absolutely and uh we shall see you in the new year yeah happy new year everybody so that's going to do it for us here Remember, head over to the website, flipscreen.games. You can find links to the Discord, to the Patreon, to the Twitch channel, to the YouTube, to all the places, wherever you go, wherever you do. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in 2023, everybody. Love you guys. Stay safe. <laughs>